it Chelsea's gonna I, sing us a little song. I was singing a song to Thunder. I was like, "You're a stinky baby. You smell like wet beef. You're a stinky baby. You smell so bad." Uh, I was just like uh. absentmindedly singing that when I came back into the office, and Rogan wasn't recording. But then he started recording, and I decided to just go with it because you all needed to hear that. Well, it's wonderful. I. I... I hope he loves it. I don't know if he does, but it's true, so he's going to have to deal with it. <laughs> People are just filming their cats on TikTok to that song or whatever, and it's stuck <laughs> in my head. Oh, no. All cats are stinky babies. Okay, so yeah. that was that was a fun... Little intro. Little intro. <laughs> you know um, that's but... going at the front of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to the Arcana Archives, a weekly deep dive into nerdrum. Nerd, nerdum. Really need yes. to learn how to say our own tagline. <laughs> <laughs> um, a uh, fun fact about myself is that my top two favorite animals are cats and rabbits. Oh, shit. I forgot that we had to do a second one. <laughs> I actually didn't have any fun facts prepared this week. These are just things that came off the top oh, of my no. head. <laughs> um, okay, my favorite <laughs> mammal. Oh no, why did I back myself <laughs> into this corner? <laughs> oh, the wombat. Oh. The wombat. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, we were just talking about this because we found a beefy boy on, um, oh, who I found out is dead. So that's sad. No, why would you, well, why would you say that? He was 30 years old. So he lived a good long life and he was, he was like the world's life. largest wombat and his name was Patrick. So it was wonderful. Patrick is adorable. So, if you want. That is my have, favorite mammal. If you're ever feeling sad and need to cheer up, uh, do a Google image search for wombat butt. <laughs> yes <laughs> they're very fuzzy and fluffy and soft and adorable and they kill people yeah but their butts are cute so yes <laughs> um what are we doing this week anyway okay so if you're tuning into this episode you've probably read the episode title which is a dead giveaway for what i'm going to talk about but rogan you don't no kind of know what this episode is about no. for a long time <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be a while oh jeez so bear with okay. me okay um, I have seven ethical questions for you. Uh, we can discuss them. Ooh. I can clarify them. Or if you want, you can just answer like yes or no if you agree or disagree with my following statements. Sure. Okay. Number one. Do you believe that one should strive to act with compassion and empathy towards all creatures in accordance with reason? Yes. Highlight that accordance with reason part. Like, yeah. Essentially, yes. <laughs> yeah. I feel like these are all you're all you're just gonna say yes to all of these like they're all very like very agreeable um do you believe that the struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institution Ooh, um in some parts yes um in other parts i think there's some sort of regulation that's needed 
Man. Right, but like a I've taken too I've taken too many philosophy classes. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I, I I think that's I think that's fair. Um I guess like the to rephrase this question would be like if laws aren't working and they're like causing harm to people or society, should you pursue justice over those laws? Yeah, but, like, again, there's that question of, like, okay, whose justice is actually moral? Okay, I I see where your philosophy classes are coming in here. Yes. We're taking this this a little further than... And and does that mean, like, all laws, like, all regulation is just out the window, or does that mean that, like, just specific cases? So that's where I'm kind of getting stumped. So in in essence, I would say... Yes, but like a balance, I think, is needed. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I think that is a fair thing for somebody who's taken philosophy classes to say. Um, do you believe that one's body is inviolable, subject to one's will alone? Um, yeah. yeah that's, that's pretty straightforward. Like, <laughs> if somebody says don't touch them, don't yes, touch them. Don't do it. Ugh. It's not rocket science. Um, <laughs> do you believe that don't the freedom is... Yeah, right, exactly. Unless you're Adam. <laughs> oh my god. The tar picks. That's a dick yes. on them. I was like, I was like, no, people named Adam don't just have a pass to send dick pics. <laughs> Took me a second. <laughs> um, do you believe that the freedom of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend, and that to willfully and unjustly enroach on the freedoms of others is to forego your own? Oh, man. Okay. This has been a huge discussion specifically this week um, on multiple platforms. Uh, I would say, because like, I don't know, the the fundamentals of like having a free speech society um, kind of conflict, like contradict, uh, like the morals of a free speech society contradict their own morals um by essentially saying oh this like anybody should be free to say something that is against somebody else uh and and their beliefs well um um, if if we're taking these all like if we're imagining all these ethical questions are in say a set then if you mm -hmm. were to ask do you believe that the freedoms of others should be respected but also go back to the do you believe that one should strive to act with compassion and empathy? Then um, mm-hmm. that that makes it a little easier to have like free speech and offend yes. people because you would be acting with compassion and empathy. Yes. Um, so uh, again, I would say like, it, yes, absolutely. You should like be able to, I don't know, like say what you want to say, but like be able to control yourself. And like, you definitely need that balance of like compassion and but then again, like, it, it, it's the moral quandary of, like, hate speech. Like, should that yeah. be allowed because, like, it's a free country? Yeah, I definitely, um, I definitely say... And, and I think in terms of that, yeah, that balance is needed and that regulation to say, like, okay, within reason. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I think freedom of speech is super important and... Everybody should be allowed to, you know, say what they want and offend who they want. But hate speech 
it's bad and you should strive to act with compassion and empathy. So you kind of have to mm-hmm. find the balance between those things. So same page, same page. Um, okay, next is, do you believe that your beliefs should conform to our best scientific understanding of the world and that we should take care to never distort scientific facts to fit our beliefs? Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, that one's pretty straightforward. <laughs> like, vaccines work. I don't get real. Like, oh my goodness. And the earth is not flat. <laughs> like, oh, it's not hard to understand. Uh, what is it? It's like a college humor skit or something where it's like if Google were a real person. Yes. <laughs> and they're like in every single one, there's like the person uh, that says like earth is flat or some out there conspiracy theory and um he gives like a huge stack of papers and it says like why the earth is not flat and then the person leans over the desk and repeats their question and then he has one piece of paper and hands it to them and it's like and they're like i knew it (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is this is one of my favorite ones is that (laughs) beliefs should conform to the best scientific understanding of the world and we should never distort scientific facts to fit our beliefs i think it's so important Mm -hmm. okay the next one is do you believe that people are fallible and that if we make a mistake we should do our best to rectify it and resolve any harm that may have been caused absolutely like i think that's been around for like so long like the like we're only human (laughs) yeah uh like and again like mistakes are like a learning and growing opportunity exactly Um, it's part of the human experience yeah they shouldn't be thought of as like oh i failed it's just like sort of a stepping stone uh and saying like okay how do i actually rework this so that it does work and i can complete this job or this these goals or um or a project or whatever exactly especially if you like make a mistake and then do your best to rectify it like i understand that some people might be like okay there's nothing you can do at this point to like rectify your mistake but that's that's a different discussion but if somebody's like genuinely sorry and trying to change the behavior that hurt you in the first place then i think uh, absolutely Mm -hmm. the last one I have for you is do you believe that the spirit of compassion wisdom and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word hmm it's another one of those like heavy philosophy ones oh man because again it like i could go into uh <laughs> like the morality of language and and how language is formed and <laughs> right and then like what is justice like everybody's definition is maybe a little different because where my mind immediately sort of went was to like i don't know consent (laughs) where as long as like the mindset of like those asshats uh that are like oh as long as they don't say anything then like that's a yes oh yeah well Um, but then if they're uh, if they were compassionate, wise, and just, then yes. they wouldn't do that. So So I, I would say, oh man, again, it's at that it's that balance of like regulation, like written regulation where like everybody can see it and like just having a set of morals because there's always going to be somebody who like has a different it like perceives 
morals differently than the next person. Yeah, I do think that if everybody's trying to be, like, compassionate, use wisdom, and act, like, justice is a really hard one, because I feel like some people yeah. have their own, like, really screwed up definitions of what justice is, but on on average, you know, society mm-hmm. as a whole, we live in a society, uh, I would say, I would say that I agree with this one. Yeah, I would say more towards, like, the other two rather than justice. Yeah, especially because it's... There, there has the- to be some sort of, like, grounding force that is, like, in writing or set in stone. Yeah. Um, I believe. I, I'm, I tend to lean a little bit more towards that spirit, compassion, and wisdom, and justice should... The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word because, I mean, people can write or say some pretty dumb stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but uh, I mean, again, like if it's just not set anywhere, like specifically in the case of justice, like if it's not set anywhere, then you can just kind of do whatever where like compassion is more of a, um, I don't know. It's a a vague thing. And, but it's, I like compassion is more like if, if you are thinking of compassion correctly, then like it's fairly simple to just say compassion is hard to yeah compassion is hard to screw up you know like justice you can be like oh eye for an eye kind of thing which i don't Mm -hmm. think should ever be the case but compassion is just like caring about your neighbors yeah And and that's where i i think like in all the other cases yes absolutely that's fine like there should be like that ingrained feeling of of compassion like towards other well not feeling but like thought of what that is where justice it more has to be like agreed upon because there's so many different like forms that that can take yeah well and if it helps um all these questions i just asked you are part of a set so you have to like follow them all together Mm. uh which i think makes some of the contradicting points that we had about like justice and some of them a little easier to follow along with as long as you're like mm. acting with compassion and empathy and stuff. But would you like me to tell you what these uh, seven, the set of seven ethics are from? Sure. Here's me introducing the episode to Rogan. These are the seven fundamental tenets of the satanic temple. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's great. <laughs> I found out about Satanism recently, and I've been really into it because they're a, the only non-theistic religion in the world. So they don't actually believe in Satan. They don't believe in any deities or gods. They're very, like, scientific-based, but they use the symbolism of Satan to do, like, political activism and stuff, mm-hmm. and especially around, like, religious rights, because most of the people that they're protesting against are religious and offended by the imagery, which I think is just hilarious. <laughs> Oh man, like that reminds me of like the the guy who bought the house right across the street from the Westboro Baptist Church and like Painted turned it into a pride, like like a pride safe house. Yeah. Like that's, that's hilarious. That's the exact kind of stuff that these guys do. Like they uh, counter protest Westboro Baptist Church and they take a lot of 
things to the Supreme Court. Like, for example, they're the only religion that allows women to have bodily autonomy. Back mm. to that question I asked you about, do you believe that one's body is inviolable, yes. subject to one's will alone? That's one of their tenets. So they take, like, women's rights and gay rights to, like, the Supreme Court in America, and they fight for it. Um, and they're a recognized religious organization. So the First Amendment to the United States government, and unfortunately, this is mostly about the U.S., so mm-hmm. we're in Canada, but you know, what are you going to do about it? That's where all this <laughs> stuff happens. <laughs> um, the First Amendment requires that the U.S. government must treat all religions equally. So if if somebody's making a religious decision in the U.S. government, then you bet your butt the Satanic Temple is going to be like, um, if you're considering Christianity or Catholicism, you actually also have to consider Satanism, please. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And oh, that's great. I wanted to tell you about uh, the biggest story that they had in the United States because I think it's, I don't know, I just think it's really funny. (laughs) (laughs) Hit me. I think they're so cool. Okay, so like I was saying, the First Amendment requires that the U.S. government must treat all religions equally. So in Oklahoma City, a statue of the Ten Commandments was donated by State Representative Mike Ritz and it was placed outside the Oklahoma State Capitol. And you know, you can't have, like, this big religious, like, Christian Ten Commandments statue on the state capitol. Like, that is that is not sending an mm-hmm. okay message. And the, no. satanic temple, the satanic temple was like, um, no. So they offered to donate a religious statue as well. <laughs> and I'll post a picture of this with the, uh, pod, with the podcast update Instagram. Yeah, follow us on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they chose a statue of Baphomet. Baphomet is a pagan idol associated with the Knights Templar. It's conceived in the 11th century. It's uh, basically a goat's head on originally a female's body, now a male's body. Um, And there's like the upside down star behind him. And there's two kids looking up at Baphomet in like awe. Mm -hmm. So that is the statue that the Satanic Temple commissioned. And... uh, they offered to donate it to the Oklahoma Oklahoma City. <laughs> and then the Oklahoma City Supreme Court ordered that the Ten Commandments statue be removed. <laughs> oh, because that's so great. Because state law prohibits <laughs> the use of state property to further religions. So mm-hmm. when they offered to donate the statue of Baphomet, both statues were taken away. But it... <laughs> It doesn't end here. So the Satanic Temple had the statue commissioned, like they had it made. And then Arkansas put up a statue of the Ten Commandments. And And so the Satanic Temple was like, hmm, you know, it doesn't really jive with us. If you're going to have a statue of the Ten Commandments, then you also have to put up the statue of Baphomet. And Arkansas was like, hmm, no. And then the Satanic Temple put the statue up next to the statue of the Ten Commandments anyway. And they had like this <laughs> big unveiling and there was like a protest. And uh, there were tons of people pre-COVID. Tons of people showed out showed up to like unveil this giant, it's like nine feet tall. <laughs> this giant like satanic statue <laughs> next to the Ten Commandments. Uh, and then Arkansas had both statues removed. <laughs> <laughs> It, it just it worked so well. I it's love like, that. 
they were like, well, you can't take down our statue because that would be denying us our religious rights. You know, if you're granting these rights to Christianity, you have to grant them to Satanism. Mm-hmm. And then they took both statues down. I think it's just amazing. It's um, so great. <laughs> and now the statue of Baphomet can be found at the Satanic Temple in Salem, Massachusetts. That's where it lives. That's a wonderful place for it to reside. Yeah, I think so. Um, and so they do some stuff in Canada too. Um, mostly do. just like <laughs> they do some okay. stuff in Canada. <laughs> they do some stuff in Canada. I mean, like compared to the United States, Canada's yes. population is really small, so a little bit lesser. And also in the United States, bodily autonomy is a really important part of religious protections because mm-hmm. you're not necessarily protected when you visit the doctors in the United States. Like, but if you're part of the satanic temple, then you can say my religion grants me bodily autonomy to make mm-hmm. your own decisions. And makes think it's a little easier for you. But in Canada, you already have that. <laughs> we don't need, mm-hmm. we don't need a religion to tell us what to do with our bodies. Anyway, mm-hmm. in Canada, they do, they do still do like activism stuff about gay rights and women's rights and take things to courts when things are unfair. But a really cool thing they have in Canada is a scholarship for high school grads called the devil's advocate (laughs) oh i love that (laughs) yeah it's it's a cool scholarship because students apply by writing a short essay about a teacher who crushed your spirit undermined your self-confidence and made you hate every minute you were forced to be in school uh i wish i had known about the scholarship actually because i had a teacher in the ninth grade who I, I was like really into space at the time. I wanted to be an astrophysicist. And I was like, Miss Teacher, I want to be an astrophysicist. I'm not going to say your name. And she was like, Chelsea, you need to pick a different career. You're not smart enough to do that. Jeez. <laughs> and then I hated math and science ever since, or didn't do as well in it because I like, I don't know. I just really believed her. I believed that I wasn't, I wasn't smart enough to do it. So if I could have applied for that scholarship, I would have gone and they would have been like, that's, that's brutal. How could a teacher say that to you? Oh, man. That does suck. Uh, well, I, I remember we had an English head at our high school that was just a piece of work. <laughs> and I bet several people who weren't white or female would have loved to apply to that. Oh, yeah. It sucks that every school has its bad teachers, but I'm I'm glad I had mo- I had good teachers in high school. My high school experience was very good. I loved all of my teachers. I'm glad I didn't have her. I like lucked out and had like two, like the two that weren't uh, like absolutely batshit crazy out of the three English, (laughs) (laughs) like department faculty. (laughs) Well, I had, I had for English 30-1, I had the bad teacher. And I switched into AP English because I didn't want to be in her class. And I'm so glad I did because, like, AP English was the best decision I ever made. Writing those diplomas was so much easier after taking that class. Oh, yes. Um, But anyway, that was me telling you about Satanism, which is something I've been really into lately. Yay. Oh, that's great. (laughs) A religion for atheists who want to be politically active, which... Oh, seems like the religion for me. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, that's a that's another one for the archives. And hail Satan. Yes, hail Satan. <laughs> How could I forget? 
Thank you for listening to the Arcana Archives, an exploration into nerddom. If you have any questions or suggestions for future topics or guests, please reach out to us at arcanacollective.archives at gmail.com. Or follow us on Facebook or Instagram with the username at Arcana Archives. Hope to see you again! 